Objection. Right. Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ethan. I watched the first half of The Trial of the Chicago 7. I watched the second half of The Trial of the Chicago 7. <laughs> this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Also, we said hi. I don't know. It felt disgusting. Hell, oh, it should be hey, right? Yeah. It felt oh, weird. Do you, you want to do it again? No, it's fine. That we're in shambles already. We're in shambles already. But you know what's what else is in shambles? Our American justice system. Well, that too. Plus <laughs> the Oscars, way more important and relevant. Oh, yeah, that's right. The whole right. reason we're doing this. We gotta, you gotta do rewind it back a little bit. Because so we're we always record these about a week in advance. Yes. So we're recording this. What's today? The today's March eleventh. Yes. That's what we're recording. It's gonna be released in a week. Mm-hmm. And as of today, there have been no Oscar movie predictions or no Oscar announcements for nominations for Best Picture. Now, as you know, audience, fans, might I even say, of the Other Half podcast, you're aware that we like to watch all of the Best Picture nominations that we haven't already seen in our uh, spare time. Uh, But the thing is, because none have been announced, we are taking a little gamble. We're trying to gamble Mm. on which movies we think are going to get nominated. Because there's not a lot of time for the actual show, if I remember right. Like, yeah. It's pretty close. I think it's next month. Yeah, next month. So we're just like, we got to get ahead of this thing. We got, right. We got to get ahead. We've already, we already watched a lot of movies in, in our own time that we think are going to get nominated. I'm hoping it gets, they get, uh, they get um, announced soon because I, I, I'm nervous about picking any more movies. But we were like, okay, what movie do we think for sure is going to get nominated for Best Picture? And we knew it was going to be this one. Yeah, it's a Sorkin it. film. It's about uh, uh, you know, po- politics and hi- and history, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you know, good old good old fashioned revolutionary filmmaking. I guess we actually got a little while because it's April twenty fifth. I think is when the Oscars going to happen, so we got a little bit of time. Yeah, but the weeks we don't have that many weeks. That's true. You're and right. what if a lot of movies get true, nominated right. we that we don't prepared. know? We got to be prepared. Everything's weird. Yeah, everything's off. Exactly. It's so we got to we got to get it. We got to so get ahead in our curve. bets. Right. But yes, I agree. We decided that. This is a this safe. Is, this is a safe bet, because the Oscars love the Academy loves Mr. Sorkin. They love, just like we love a safe bet for Best Picture. The Oscars love safe movies, Ooh, and this is the safest of all. Brilliant. This is a movie that's all about how certain people are very bad and how the government sometimes makes bad mistakes. But you know what? It's, the government itself, though, good shit. Yeah, great good shit. Yeah, some. But that's the thing is, like, some people are just good people. You know, even if they're on the wrong side of history, maybe they're just good people who, in the end, will make. Uh, they will realize the error of their ways, and, yeah. and 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 justice will prevail in the end. I'm sure. Yeah, some weird way it will at some point. I'm curious to see because it's based on a historical uh, yeah. situation. Obviously, I don't actually know where the trial went. I don't know who wins. I don't know who loses. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I do. I did know a little bit about this beforehand. Yeah, not too much, but I know a little bit. But I'm I, not gonna I say I'm an expert, so I'm not gonna be like this person was not uh, portrayed in the exact way. Ethan, I think you're an expert. You just watched a movie. Oh yes, you're right. I watched a Sorkin movie and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't, uh, you know, dramatize it, dramatize all, it, or... or yeah, make everything look like super cheesy. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely not. So that's one thing to note about this movie. It's not just written. It's directed. It's directed. Yeah. Which is a big difference. And I feel mm-hmm, like Aaron mm-hmm. Sorkin has pretty good writing when it's edited. 
Yeah, like the social network. Exactly. Yeah, like the, it's it's pretty well known that when he wrote the social network, Fincher stepped in and he's like, "We gotta we gotta clean some of this stuff up. Yep. We gotta cut some of this stuff out. We gotta trim some of this stuff." And uh, I think it was a better movie for it. Yeah, I uh, agree. I don't. Ha- I haven't seen a lot of Sorkin uh, television. Like I've I've never seen the newsroom. I've never seen West Wing. Oh wow! I watched a lot of the newsroom back in the day. Yeah, um, and I I've watched some West Wing, but West Wing is like. A little bit too idealistic in a way that I don't know it. It doesn't fit nowadays. Anyway, I think opinion. that that's very quickly something we're coming to terms with. Is like people. I think the West. I think West Wing and Sorkin in general is very much about trying to like. Even though he makes these movies about like big people saying big ideas, in his heart, I think he's a he's a centrist, and he very much wants to keep the status quo. I don't think I think he's a left centrist for sure. Right, but, but like, right, he's a leftist who wants things to remain pretty standard and similar and calm. Yeah, and I think he, um, also from what I've from what I've heard about like West Wing and some of his other like political work, it's like he also has this annoying ideal in his head that people on the side of wrong ultimately want to see good being done. They just have a different viewpoint of how good should be done. But mm-hmm. sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes people are just selfish and they want good for them and not for others. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this movie actually butts up against the idea that his usual thought of yeah. people can be good and they just maybe are on the wrong side of history. Yeah. Sort of thing. I think I think he kind of, yeah, I think he kind of changed his mind on that. The problem is I don't think he changed his mind on like the government we made ourselves. Is, oh, yeah. Is good. I like, he or need to be improved. Re- reformed or any yeah. improvements. Amendments. It's, it's like, yeah, okay, this is amazing. We made democracy 200 odd years ago. <laughs> you and know? then since then, there have been amendments to uh, uh, hurt people of color. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Or amendments to, you know, there's been amendments to it. Maybe we need to do more amendments. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while. I yeah. feel I feel like there could be a couple more in there. We could throw a couple <laughs> more in there. Oh, I'm saying. Help it out. Yeah. Yeah, it needs a little boost. Get rid of certain things that are stopping the stopping the wheels of progress and justice. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe I could just stand up here and grandstand for a while and we just won't get the podcast passed or anything. That sounds like a great thing to just keep on going right we'll just yeah. keep doing that i'm just gonna keep talking now i got a list of uh I got a list of the, filibuster uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear the omination speculation i got a whole list of movies that came out in 2020 so we're just gonna read them all <laughs> this should be fun i also have the entire script for b movie that i'll be reading oh awesome awesome i've seen a vi- youtube video like that me too yeah. <laughs> uh so did you like the movie or should we just there, talk about there it parts, first? Well, that's fine. We could, I could talk a little bit about it. I I did enjoy parts of it. Okay. I think, parts. There, I think a lot of the acting was really good in this yeah? movie. Did you really believe that Sasha Baron Cohen was an American? <laughs> in some moments. Yeah, some parts of like, wow, he's really pulling off his Boston I think, I think I think Eddie Redmayne was more... I don't know. I, oh, feel like, th- I thought he was way better. Really? Oh, I yeah. don't know. Really? I didn't, wow. I didn't feel Eddie Redmayne in this one. I was watching this going like, Eddie Redmayne must fucking hate that he has to work next to this damn cloud Sasha Baron Cohen who can barely pull off an American accent. But to me, Eddie Redmayne looks like he sounds like somebody that actually like really? attended college in America. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it was just in my scenes, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess I was, of course, coming to this halfway through. Yeah, so. that's true. I was like, that's Sasha Baron Cohen doing a, a hippie guy. That's yeah. fine. Sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then you got uh, Eddie Redmayne being all button up and stuff. Yeah, right. They, they butt heads with each other they constantly. They have different ideologies, man. It's, well, it's they're this... after different things. Sasha thinks that this is a, what does he call it? a, a cultural revolution. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie Redmayne is like, no, this is an actual revolution. This needs to be real change. 
and a cultural revolution is going to get in the way of that. Yeah, people um, are going to look at it and be like, look at all this hippie stuff, and not right. actually be like, oh, what about progressive politics that right. matter? That will like, go forward. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like this is almost also Aaron Sorkin like, kind of reckoning with himself and being like, That'd oh, be cool. these two, two thoughts are kind of together, maybe. But then in the end, he doesn't really like... I'm kind of curious about one. that. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's that's an interesting the, movie. I think that's the difficulty of Bell making a movie about a historical time and then also trying yeah. to like draw your own like uh, meanings from it. You know? Like, yeah. I understand the reasoning behind it. Like, I think he did that very well in something like The Social Network, which obviously is not historically accurate. Yeah. Um, but I, I think with that too, it was. This is the other problem with this movie. Uh, I don't know how much of it was in your half, but like Bobby. The uh the Black Panther guy that's on trial. Oh, yeah, he's totally fucking sidelined. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the most interesting story of all of them. Like, this fucking guy who's only in there for four hours to do a speech and is for some reason now facing trial for some crazy ass reason. Well, not some crazy ass reason, because he's a fucking black guy in the middle yeah. of a giant, you know, uh the giant race cultural war. Well, I mean, also historically, there's a reason why he's not in it as much. Right. But but I want to see the movie from his perspective. Yeah, I mean, that's a much different movie, but that'd be called The Trial of Chicago Black Panther Guy. <sighs> he's yeah. great in it, though. I love. He's I lo- awesome. Yeah. That's the problem is, is like, and also just like as a, because that's the other thing, like as an, as an audience member the whole time, I'm just like, I feel so angry, especially towards the judge. He's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank Langletta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I feel like helpless and i and so the whole movie i'm just like relating to bobby because this poor fucker's there for no reason and he's 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 his like uh 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 constitutional rights are being ignored oh yeah you know like he's just being ignored and sidelined constantly and i understand historically why but i'm like this is the guy you make the lead character because as a person in the future watching this case progress i'm like there's nothing I can do about this. It's already been done, and there's nothing as an audience member I can do. I think that would be a very, not only interesting, but also really illuminating, because, like I said, this movie takes place during a, uh, you know, a massive change in race relations in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's you very know? true. It's a, it's a critical point. It, it, I, maybe it's also because it's, this guy, it's Aaron Sorkin, white guy, doesn't, you know, feel comfortable writing from the perspective of a, of a Black Panther. I understand. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, then it's like, don't tell the fucking story at all. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard not to tell the story when it's just like one aspect of it, you know? Like, he, you're going to have a pretty you're gonna big have, aspect. You're gonna, it is. And he definitely gets his, his time to shine. Yeah. Um, but there is, you know, well, I guess I'll spoil it, whatever. He does eventually leave the trial because he gets, um, he gets a mistrial and he basically gets kicked off of it. Oh, thank God. Like halfway through. So he's barely, he's not in the movie that much because he's not really part of the rest of the trial. Oh, that's good. So that's why he's not really in it as much. But yeah. I think, uh, the part where he gets to get kicked off though was pretty pretty wild. And I was like, more. I was like grinding my fucking teeth watching this because it's not only just like I was upset because of the events taking place. It's also like, I'm sure this has been said quite a few times. You can see a lot of parallels between the events in this movie and like current modern day politics. Yeah, it's almost and, like why the movie was made right now. Yeah, no, you're right. Kind um, of kind of dip, dipping his toes in there because it's like this is relevant. You got to see the what occurred in the past and see how it's occurring. <sighs> yeah, occurred, in the current. Yeah, yeah, only occurred. You know, 40 years ago, not that long ago. Not that long ago. Except it is that long ago. Yeah, it was just it was so aggravating. Like there was a part where um, the juror, because you know, obviously it's a it's a, it's a it all takes place in a courtroom. So there's a jury and there's two jurors who are clearly um, sympathetic towards the uh, the plight of the Chicago seven. And then 
they're the you know the the defense is like oh this is awesome we have two jurors who are like you know with us we got two people maybe that'll grow later on in the trial and then the next day those two jurors get um they get uh death threats by the black panthers they think at least but it's obviously not death threats by the black panthers it's obviously the fbi or somebody trying to scare them away and make them feel as though they can't be part impartial jurors you know that's the part that's so weird is there's so many instances in this movie straight up about like um just the government being bad yeah yeah yeah. but the movie's just like oh it's just bad people well, just right, these are just people. some of the bad people in the government. When it's yeah, like, it's like, well, yeah, but they also have the power, so I don't know. Yeah, and they get elected still. Yeah, it's not like anything changed. Anyway, that was the biggest. Right, that's I don't the get other sideline. But... I mean, there's th- this is not the sideline. This is the movie. Like, basic the basic premise of the film is that we follow these individuals: Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, the guy who plays the Zodiac Killer in Zodiac. Oh, yeah. um, all these guys who go to Chicago during the. Dr. Dem- Oh, shoot. Did I just do spoiler? I did spoilers, didn't I? (laughs) Whoops! (laughs) It's March 11th. (laughs) Ethan has spoiled (laughs) the Watcher TV show for everyone. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, so all these people descend uh, onto uh, into Chicago during the Democratic National Convention, uh, the big fight between Oh, God. Who's it? Humphreys and uh, Nixon. Obviously, Nixon wins. Yeah. But this movie's taking place after those events. Mm-hmm. And uh, during Nixon's pres- presidency, the attorney, the new attorney general uh, is yes. like, we are going to fucking throw these people in jail for crossing state lines and trying to incite violence. And right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, one of the uh, lawyers, the prosecuting lawyers, is like, I don't think you have a case. But then the defense attorney is like, fuck you, we have a case. And so he's like, all right, fine, I guess we have a case. Even yeah, he doesn't he's really like a, he, yeah, he's like a reluctant government guy who still does like really good work despite being like, oh, I don't think this is right, really. That's, but that's but I'm thing, also man. kind of an asshole. That's how it works, right? People in the government, you know, they they really care, but they just got to push those things down because their job requires them stupid, to do the wrong thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when we watched uh, uh, um, Repo Man, you know, in Repo Man, you got to get a lobotomy in order to have a government job. I guess that's true. Yeah. So trial begins. Uh, there's awful, awful cringy dialogue. You've got one of the uh, guys, one of the dudes is making a list of all the people killed since their arrest mm-hmm. to remind him of why we're here. Yeah. yeah. We have um, the Academy Awards of Protests. And it's an honor to be nominated. This guy says, like, why are we even here? And he's like, well, it's an honor to even be here because we were part of the protests. And this is how people talk, right? Yeah. And then uh, there's another really embarrassing part where... So one massive part which bothered the fuck out of me is that um, Bobby is not being represented by the lawyer that represents the rest of the Chicago 7. Right. Understandable. He has his own lawyer. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't want to be represented by this guy because he doesn't know him. It's perfectly reasonable. Uh, and then that lawyer's like, "Hey, Bobby, what'd you have for breakfast this morning?" And one of the Black Panthers is like, "What What are you talking to Bobby about?" And he's like, "I'm talking about breakfast because apparently that's the only thing I could talk to him about." I'm like, "Fuck off! Shut up! Don't talk about that." Uh, anyway, so we have the judge. He's a piece of shit. He doesn't know oh, anybody's yeah. names. Uh, he's clearly uh got it against. Uh, the the uh, at pretty much the entire Chicago Seven. Yep. There's there's one bit where that bothered. Oh my god, it, it was really aggravating. And it's also aggravating, I think, because it's so realistic. Like, not only do we see this in law enforcement and in the justice system, but even just like within daily life, you see people in power 
abusing it and also like just, just being lazy just, and not not giving it their all right and exactly. you're like dude this is like really important for a lot of people like yeah. so like i said bobby is not being represented uh by the guy that represents the rest of the chicago seven yeah uh and so his lawyer's not there which is oh against the fucking like his constitutionally like rights you know yeah and so then the judge is like well you got a lawyer sitting right next to you why can't he be your lawyer why can't he represent you and it's like that's not that's not the lawyer. And then you're like, okay, well, why is the lawyer not there? The lawyer isn't yeah, there. I was wondering that. Right. The lawyer isn't there because his lawyer uh, was getting a, uh, a, 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 a epidectomy or some kind of like a surgery. Okay. And the the judge knew this, but didn't do anything about it. He didn't he didn't postpone the, the, the trial. So he knows that Bobby has a different lawyer. He just doesn't give a fuck. And he huh. knows that he should be represented by somebody, okay. but he doesn't. It doesn't matter to him. He's like, why aren't? I mean, you that checks out his character. From right, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, fuck you, right? Um, so it, there's just all this bullshit. Um, well, like, this is the thing with a lot of judges, right? They get high and mighty about stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So I'll say something about the justice system. <laughs> Guys, watch out! I don't really know a whole lot about it. <laughs> There's right, a lot of holes, a lot of terms. I don't want to know anything. That's oh, okay. the thing. That's the trick, Mike. I don't want to know nothing. All I know is that's messed up. We gotta fix it. That's Do I know right. how? Absolutely not. But I will. <laughs> I will donate to causes. Know how? Whatever. Right, right, right. I did serve on a jury, though. You did? I did. I served on a jury. Can for, you talk about it? Yeah, it was just. A, it was a civil case. It wasn't anything really interesting. Uh, okay. It was literally like more. Did you find the person guilty or not guilty? Um, I think we found him not guilty. Oh, okay. Because it was like a husband and wife like getting upset about a um, oh, what was it? It uh, like they're no husband and wife boyfriend and girlfriend. They started a business together, I believe, mm. and then they kind of had a falling apart, and they're like trying to figure out who if, he, if the, the guy business. sunk the business intentionally to start oh. a new one somewhere else or whatever. What was it Judge Judy? I mean, this that's what most courts are, is bullshit yeah, like that. True. But, like, everyone on the jury that I was with was like, this is a dumb case. Which I agree. Luckily, it was only, like, three days. Right. Uh, unlike this case. Yes. Um, for months. But the, the judge did some interesting... Like, he was a pretty nice guy for the most part, but he definitely would, you know, correct people and things like that. So I wonder if... That's kind of through all judges. Obviously, this guy is a big piece of shit. Yeah, but I feel like piece of shit. it's very easy to get in that position of like order in the courtroom. I'm in the courtroom. I get it. Like, and that's the thing is I've seen judges that do that. I've seen judges that don't. I see judges that are just trying to keep an orderly courtroom and make sure that the lawyers yeah, don't. Yeah, or like passive. Right, you know? exactly. Which that's is what you should be. You're literally there just to keep the order to make sure that everything goes smoothly, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, then some are like, I'm gonna control some this. Some are like, yeah, they get fucking like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, they, high and mighty. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. So that's anyway. what this one, this one guy is. Uh, to the max. He's the worst. Um, right. And so then you got all this other bullshit. Like, you have the, th but basically all I'm saying now is just like events that occurred. Like for instance, they went to a permit guy to get a permit for um, uh, having a congregation there in the the park in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, the park where the incident happened, right? Right. Uh but they didn't get one and they're like, "Well, why didn't you get one?" And he's like, "Well, because fucking Borat came up to me and he was like, "Hey, can we fucking have sex in your park?" And then he's like, "Uh yeah, I'm not going to give you a permit for that." And then and then they're like, "What did Bor Borat say at the end?" And Borat said, "Very nice." And then he no, and then he said, "Uh if you give me $100,000, uh then we won't show up." So it's like, "Oh, you tried to extort a, a guy, you know." Mm -hmm. But but then it's revealed one, literally every person came to this permit guy and they were always denied because they wanted to deny them so that they could get in trouble in the first place. Right. You know? And then the second thing was if Borat, because they were trying to act like Borat was trying to extort the guy, but it's like, oh, so he was trying to extort you. Did you uh, 
call the police? Did you talk to the, any, the attorney general? This guy was trying to extort a, a person of the government. And it's like, no, I didn't. It's like, oh, so you thought it was a joke. You know, so it's like it's showing, you know, so it's, it's like good. poking stuff, but it's like probably didn't go to the police because it's they wouldn't listen. <laughs> I don't know. It was well because the guy they did mention like, oh, you were like uh, picked by the mayor. You have to stay there. So oh, what the mayor, okay. mayor says, you got to do yeah, right. whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. The cops infiltrate the, the p- protest um, and and lie to the hippies. And then uh the reason that all a lot of this started was because Eddie Redmayne let the air out of a cop car, but he did that because they were following them, and then he got arrested, and then when he got arrested, everyone freaked out, so they started storming the Capitol building, and then when they did that, the cops stopped them, and then when they went back to the park, the cops were there too, and then uh, there were these uh, shitty uh, uh, guys who um, tried to like rape a lady, so there was... Fighting there, violence there. It was just all this chaos. Shit. Now, how chaos. is this told? How is this told in the movie? Flashback. Okay, so they flashback to the events, but in the courtroom. So they're in the courtroom, okay. and they're like, and then this happened, and they quick cut back okay. to the moments during the flashback, and then they cut back to, to the okay. yeah. So yeah, and then uh, we also learned that the reason Bobby isn't around is because he's apparently wanted. He he apparently shot a copper. He's a he's accused of shooting a cop uh, back home. And uh, and so that's why everyone else is on bail except for him. That's also why he's apparently not a big part of the movie. But again, I'm like, it would be cool to see the movie through his eyes. It seems like a really interesting story. Whatever. Music's <laughs> cheesy. Whatever. That's all. I don't fucking care. That's about it. It's the entire film. That's the entire, that's the entire part of the movie. Basically. Okay. That, you've got all the puzzle pieces. You've got Borat. You've got Eddie Redmayne. You've got all these people. You've got the lawyer that's sort of like balding and... Uh, nobody thinks he can do the job. You got a shitty judge. You've got uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There you go. What else do you need? Uh, well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I want to talk to him a second because okay. I feel like his character, for some reason, reminded me of Zach Bagans. <laughs> I don't know why. Whoa! What the? Fuck? I think it was because the way he was very reserved mm. and said things and had glasses on like that. Okay. <laughs> he looked a lot like Zach Bagans telling me some dumb stuff about the government. Okay. I don't know why. For people that don't know who Zach Baggins is, Baggins mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Well, go listen to our Ghost House episode. Is it or the, Hell he's House. A, he's, yeah. Demon House. Demon House. Whatever. He, uh, <laughs> Look at the, the house episode. He's the host of Ghost Adventures, popular television show on the Travel Channel. Yeah. And he's a big douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, okay. that's the vibes I was getting off just off from that. Uh, he, he reminded me more of like a chess nerd who uh, watched uh, the Queen's Gambit and was like, I bet I can beat her. So Zach Baggins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's basically Zach Baggins. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So we, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on, who these people are. Yeah, all you the names, jumped in stuff at like a very that. interesting time, I believe, because uh, they just mentioned that Bobby was going to do something, right? Bobby should go free, or oh yeah, but then he got uh yeah, he's in Chicago for four hours or something. Yeah, he's like Bobby's only in Chicago for four hours, so it's like he couldn't have fucking done anything. He never even met most of these people. Yeah, why is he exactly. Here? Why is he here? That's yeah. what people are saying. Um, they talked to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We got, uh, yeah, Jeremy Strong. Oh, not Jeremy Strong. Yeah. Um, Jerry Rubin and Abby are like, like Sasha Baron Cohen. Go and they talk about like, to, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like how he's like, man, why don't you have any morals? Like, you're just a government man. You Mm. know, you're just bugging phones and sending like sexy ladies to seduce us and stuff. Right. He's like, that's not me. I don't work for the FBI. I'm just... I'm just doing my job. I don't do any of that stuff. And it's like, okay, I can say you can compartmental compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. No, you gotta stuff. compartmentalize that word. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I gotta internalize it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and externalize it. 
I think you've internalized it. You just got to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out, uh, let's see, Fred, uh, Fred, Fred Hampton. Do you know that guy? Fred Hampton. What does he look like? I don't know, cause he was just killed last night, I believe. Bob, body, body. Oh, is Fred Hampton the head of the uh, Chicago? Uh, um, uh, is is he the head of the Chicago? Uh, uh, I'm gonna look this up. Fred Hampton. Yeah, I don't know exactly who he was. Um, yeah, yeah, he was the he was the head of the Chicago uh, arm of the um, Black, Black Panthers. Panthers? Yeah, yeah he was sense. the dude that was sorry. Yeah, he was I, executed, I, basically. Please. I missed him. He was the dude that was representing, uh, that was trying to help out his good friend, Bobby. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so Fred Hampton was executed because he got shot in the shoulder, and then he got shot afterwards. So it's like, you shoot him in the shoulder so he doesn't fight back, and then you kill him. Oh, wow. He's in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. He's uh, Yeah. He's a big he's a big part. Yeah. And he, but So he was just kind of mentioned and just kind of like, oh, this is why you're not getting any more support from your lawyer and stuff like that. Mm. So now we're at day 89 of the trial, and... um. Bobby Seal is starting to yell at court because understandably I would yell, be he's getting mad losing he's my goddamn like, gourd. This is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Why am I here? So the court uh, judge was like, "Well, you should have acted respectfully." So they take him out, bind him up, and literally tie him up and gag him Jesus. and bring him back out. And it's like, "Are you gonna uh, are you gonna be orderly now?" And he shakes his head. He's like, "No, yeah, I'm not gonna act orderly." So then that's when they give him up. They're like, all right, well, you guess I'm just going to have to give you a mistrial, which is what I think he was trying to go for oh, anyway. He was trying good. to get out of there because it's yeah. just like, this is dumb. Like, I shouldn't be trying the same thing at all. This is right. stupid. Also, the judge just adds out for me. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And uh, all the ju- every single person came up to him, all the uh, lawyers came up to the judge and were like, you know, you're kind of being racist. And he's like, <laughs> you're the, in my 40 years of being on the stand or whatever, you're the first people to call me racist. And it's like, well, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's very clear. that very like Because it's like, he'll, like, Bobby will understandably have, like, an outburst and be like, this is bullshit. Yeah. And then he'll throw him in contempt of court and lock him up. But then, like... Sasha Baron Cohen and all the other guys will do the same thing and it'll be like a joke and he'll let him, let him off easy. Yeah, they really didn't. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. So then, speaking of annoying things, they figure out kind of what they need to do. They figure out they need a new witness. Mm. And that witness is Ramsey Clark, who was, uh, used to be the old attorney general. Mm. Um, the one under... Oh, uh, God, what was his name? I want to call him... Lyndon B. Johnson. Yeah, LBJ. Yeah, yeah, LBJ. Yeah. yeah, it was him. I want to call him Lipton for some reason. <laughs> you just got tea on the brain. Yeah, I got tea on the brain. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was under it, and he actually was the one who like kind of has more information and stuff. And they're like, we should call him up because I think he's got like a grudge against the new attorney general because mm-hmm. you know Nixon came in and kind of kicked everyone out. Um, and of course, you know that's the, the time when that guy wakes up. You know, and they're like, ah, there's William Kutzner. Mm-hmm. We're just waking up now because he's fought into an idea of getting the star witness. Gotta love it. That's Gotta totally how it worked. Yeah, so yeah, that's exactly how that dialogue went for sure. Yeah. So then they go to him, which is great because there's already government men there. They know that he's going to come get him. But, and oh, by the way, Ramsey Clark's played by Michael Keaton. Which, oh, which cool. That's fun. I didn't realize he was in the movie. Yeah. That's uh, great. He's great. Mm-hmm. He basically the the government are here. Do they like, say his name three times then he appears? No, unfortunately, oh, not. that would have been great. <laughs> but the government basically stonewall him. They're like, "Hey, can you come like do a testimonial?" And they're like, "No, if you test any testimonial based on the government is like illegal because mm-hmm. you're going to be giving away like classified information." Blah blah blah. He's like, "Well, I don't. I wanted to let you know. I called the guys in here. Actually, I called the government." Says um, Ramsey. And because I wanted to tell them that I'm going to testify regardless. Damn. I want to testify in. I want to say when I when can I testify? <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, this is crazy. So 
he goes up there and they're going to testify. They got this key witness, but the judge, of course, he's terrible. And he's like, well, let's see if this guy has anything important to say. Mm. So I won't, we won't testify. He won't testify in front of the jury. We're going to do a pre-testify. Oh my God. I hate this fucking guy. So he doesn't testify in front of him. And Joseph Gordon-Lennon, of course, is like calling him out. I was like, hey, you can't say this. Like, this is all like illegal. You're not allowed to do this sort of thing. He's like, I don't work for you or whatever. Mm. And he admits like, hey, we had a, you know, we, we, researched this beforehand about the riot because it went on during under his jurisdiction and they did a research and they found out hey the riots were started by the chicago police department what not that's by anyone here. i know well the that's cops what made everything worse and i know started right. the violence so then everyone in the tr- audience is like whoa we got him but of course uh they're like okay well, strike so that from that. the record well it wasn't even in the record because yeah. it wasn't in front of anyone they're like okay so he's like well you got any more anything else to say no, nothing good. All right, well. You're not important in the case. Yeah, you're not important. We're not going to have you testify for the jury. Yeah. And, then, of course, everyone gets mad, including, like, one of the uh, Chicago 7, um, Zodiac Killer guy. Yeah. He's mad. He's Pun- great. Oh, I, like I should him. actually set him up. He's very chill. And he's yeah. always about nonviolence, speaking very calmly. He's trying to calm everyone down. Yeah, he's like the mom of the group. He's Basically. like, everyone get along. I well, love him. He cracks uh-huh. at this point and, and punches, like, a guard trying to calm him down. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, it's been, like... He's like, are we even going to get a freaking trial? Like, yeah. we've been sitting here for a while just spinning our wheels. It's, it's a kangaroo court. It's been nine months. Yeah. My nine God. months. This is, I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but this is like a super famous case for uh, the reason that it was just lasted so long. It had so much publicity behind it. And it, it was, like it was a circus. A, it was, it's a circus because there's so many fucking people on the stand too. Yes. Like, there's so many like defendants. There's so many defendants. They're all there. And yeah. it, it just lasted forever. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it was like forever, like such a long time. It's like a fucking like, can joke. you imagine that? Yeah. Um, not a funny joke. Yeah. It's like a Dane cook joke. So they talk about, so, you know, just Michael Keaton's like, time. I really want to testify. And they're like, and the judge is like, I'm going to find you in contempt if you do it. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. Whatever. So what's he going to do? Um, so they talk about pudding. Um, they talk about pudding? pudding like chocolate yeah, pudding delicious. or vanilla pudding? No, they talk about Tom Hayden. They're like, we should put him on there because on the stand, which is Eddie Redmayne's character. Right. And um, he's like, I, could, I don't know about that. He's like, I could, I could do it. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, there a beast I'm the face of progressive politics that won't be tainted by you, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. And he's like, yeah, well you think all my stuff's goofy? And he's like, yeah, I think everyone's going to think about the hippies and stuff like that and progressive politics. I think about the actual change and the meaningful policy change that could happen. Mm-hmm. He's like, if it wasn't for my goofy antics or whatever you call them or vibes, we wouldn't have any money. <laughs> this is how we get all the money to do stuff, the grassroots movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they argue about That's that. That's why more. I dress up like a Kazakhstani. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I thought he did an okay. I thought he did an okay job this week, despite the fact his accent kept coming through. Yeah, he did fine. I think he did a he pretty did good, good job. I didn't recognize him as Borat or anything. I was like, wow, that was the same guy. That's because he didn't have a mustache. Oh, that's he, a good point. Yeah, if he had, he the, had mustache, the mustache, it would have been over. Yeah. So they're about to put uh, Eddie Raymond on the same stand but the lawyer comes back and is like we have well can't do that anymore because we actually have a tape of uh of you inside of the riot like just straight up just a tape who uh Eddie Redmayne? Redmayne. yeah so they got some tape for it so what what it says is um they flash back to what happens like you want to tell your side of the story and they got the guy with the bowl cut and he gets cracked over the head because he's trying to help these cops are trying to harass this guy who's like climbing up a hole he cracks the cops get mad and crack him on the head and mm. then 
they're like, oh my God, it's actually bleeding. And everyone's like chanting at him and like, you know, F the cops, all that stuff. And then uh, Eddie Redmayne is the one who incites everyone by saying, if blood is going to flow, it's going to flow all over the city. Oh my God. That's what he says. They got him on tape. He's like, oh shit. And then they went to the footbridges where there was an armored division. They showed the whole thing, how all the seven got beaten, captured right in front of this bar. And I guess, I don't know. Borat is like doing a um, stand-up or something. He's been doing this thing because he's out on bail. Every night after the trial, he goes to his comedy club. He doesn't call it stand-up, but everyone else thinks it is because he just goes on. He's, he goes on uh, stage and he tells a bunch of people what's been going on in the trial and makes jokes about how bad it's been. Uh, so it's not really stand-up, but it is basically stand-up. Anyway, he keeps talking about like how inside the bar, there's all these people. It, there's like a bar with a bunch of like military not military folk political people mm. and uh and and they're hookers as he says oh. and uh so they're all in there in the 50s inside the bar but we're outside the bar in the 60s you know they're in the past we're in the future wait really yeah oh i didn't realize that which is it, well i mean not in the actual past but oh. you know what i mean like politically in the past right 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 right, right. um and uh then they start realizing like this is so stupid um Ethan's now putting his hand in his on his face, rubbing his temples. Sasha Baron Cohen says, Oh, I understand what you were trying to say. You weren't actually trying to incite violence. That's not actually something you're trying to do. He's like, Yeah, I wasn't. You forgot the R. You're bad at possessives. Because it would have read, if our blood is going to flow, it's going to flow all over the city. He was inciting people to go out into the city and get beaten in public. Right, right, right. Because that's what's happening. Not to actually cause violence, but he didn't say it. Oh no, you had such good intentions, but you just said the wrong thing. And I'm like, Aaron Sorkin, are you looking at a beer? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> God, I feel like if Aaron Sorkin looked in a mirror and just started talking, that would just be like he would never die. <laughs> <laughs> I found the cure to immortality. But he just has to keep talking forever and ever and ever. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. You have to walk and talk, though. So you have to have That's a mirror true. He has to, yeah, it has to be a hand Yeah, no walk and talks in this movie. There's a little bit. It's, I guess as much as but you can for a courtroom. But it's mostly in a courtroom. You can't yeah. walk very far. Uh, anyway, they put so they put freaking um, Sasha Baron Cohen on the stand, Abby. Hmm. And he's weird, of course. He's, he's crazy. He's weird. He says stuff. Um, and they're like, do you, he's like, do you have any contempt for the... Jessica Lemon says, do you have any contempt for the government? He's like... Only have contempt for my wife. <laughs> High five. He's like, no, I have contempt for the people in charge, though. Blah blah blah. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, oh, cool. You just laid out your politics right there. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and then he also says, like, so do you think our institutions should be like dismembered? He's like, well, or in a peaceful way. And he's like, well, we dismember our government every four years peacefully. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I feel. Uh, I don't know if I'm feeling this guy's politics or his. Like, <laughs> I feel like they shaved off his real world politics. A little, oh a little yeah, bit massively, less, uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, this is you got to make him. You got to make grandma and grandpa happy about this. Uh, this because he's our hero. This hippie guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then it's now got to be very radical until it actually comes. It's, to <laughs> it's trial. It's finally into the trial. It's been 151 days. Mm-hmm. That's like half a year. <laughs> <laughs> More than half a year, I think. No, it's about half a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, okay, so Eddie Redmayne, the judge says, you have one final thing to say. And you know what? Despite you probably starting the riot, you've been the only one of these seven people who's been composed, come dressed, not said anything. You cut your hair. Cut your hair and everything. Dress nice. So I'll let you have the one nice statement at the end because that's how we do it in America. The statement should, if it's nice, 
brief and not political, the government will look favorably on you. What the, the, the judge is saying this? The judge is saying this. Jesus Christ. Which is like, it's, yeah. That's like ridiculous. I know. And so he's like, oh, can you say that again? Brief? Yeah. Not political? Yeah. I'm going to read a list of all the people who were killed in the Vietnam War I, so far. I knew that. I knew it was going to come to this. And then. I knew it. That's why they keep the list. They read it. And they he starts reading it, and the entire courtroom is clapping and cheering, yeah, and everyone's died. standing up, yeah, and they're like, baby. "Yeah, stick it to the judge." And the judge just keeps hammering on his gavel, and it's not working. Everyone's standing up, even Joseph Gordon-Levitt stands up, and the, his lawyer he friend apl- he, he stands up and he salutes. And well, his, his lawyer lo- friend starts jerking him off. No, because his lawyer friend says, "What are you doing standing up?" He's like, "Well, we go support the fallen." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and uh, just starts coming all over each other. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Is it really? That's the end of the movie. And then text comes up to fill in the gaps. So, <laughs> you mean end the movie? <laughs> yeah. So Abby, Tom, David, Jerry, and Rennie were found guilty of incitement to riot and got five years. But in the appeals court, it was reversed. Okay. And the U.S. attorney, they didn't retry it because it was so had so much negative publicity that they were like, eh, let's just not. It's mm. not worth it. They came out with a poll that 78% of people said the judge was unqualified. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Clearly, That's a, that's a big percentage. I'd say, I'd say unqualified is putting it very nicely. I know. Yeah. So. Uh, I wonder if the judge, like, because he was a real man. Yeah. Like, I wonder if his family is like, hey, don't do this. Don't be mean about our grandpa. He's definitely dead now. So. Well, cares? yeah, but he's got probably living family, you know. Sucks. Sucks you're a real person. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when your legacy's bad? I, I mean, you're right. Like, it's a very public thing. You can't, like, sweep it on the rug and be like, I agree with you. Nah. I just wonder if there's anybody that's oh, come out. probably. But yeah. also, the people, the people who em. would probably think that uh, also wouldn't watch this movie. Yeah, that's true. They, they you know, the people They don't who, own Netflix. Ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, or they don't care about Sorkin, what he has to say. Yeah. Then they go into, like, what happened to the jurors. What happened to Bobby? Jurors, Is he people. okay? Uh, they didn't actually say anything much about him. Well, what a shock. Yeah. Because cool. he kind of got written out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. He's, you can go see another Netflix movie for that, probably. <laughs> so then, like Jerry, he got he did good, but then he got hit by a car and died. Who's Jerry again? I don't remember <laughs> his name. I don't Let me look at my notes closer. It was... was oh, it, it was the other... Zodiac? It was the other guy with the hair. Jeremy Strong. The other guy with the hair. Oh, uh, the guy. The okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. He got hit by Borat's car. friend. Borat's friend. Got it. And then Borat wrote a book that became a big bestseller, and then he killed himself in 1989. Jesus. Real happy ending. Um, uh, but uh, Andy Redman's character was elected to legislation multiple times in the California Assembly, so that's cool. And that man's name was, uh, a, I don't know. I was going to make a joke, but I can't think of it. <laughs> and his real name was... Uh, uh, Beto. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really it was Tom Buttig. Hayden. Oh, okay. it's a real person. Right, that's right, that's right. Um, and then at the very end of the movie, right after all that stuff happens, the chance, the audience goes, the whole world is watching. Yeah. Right. And I was like, oh my God, is this Hamilton? <laughs> oh, no. Felt like Hamilton. <laughs> it did. It felt like he saw Hamilton. It's like, almost like he really wished this was at a theater and he could have, like, you know, you could have been sitting in a theater and hearing that chanting occur. Yeah. Probably would have felt very powerful. It probably would have. It probably, probably would have. Yeah. yeah, this movie, there were moments where I was like, okay, some good acting in this. Mm-hmm. Some good but writing. There's some good writing, but then it's, it's, there's just, I feel like there's like a section where he's like, there's 
moment of quiet. Yeah. I need to have a quip. Yeah. I need to have someone being like real smart right here in this and little like five second moment. And let me throw in some Forrest Gump ass music in there too. Make it nice <laughs> and cheesy. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why they just didn't make a documentary. This seems like there's so much drama to no, occurred. People want to see the actors. They want right? to see dramatization. They, they got a pretty good cast for this movie. That's true. They did. People want to see a dramatization. Documentaries are boring. People aren't going to watch them. Mm. There's tons of documentaries on Netflix. Probably already about this. Did we probably. watch them? No. I don't know if they exist. I don't know. We never no. looked them up. We never saw them. They're Netflix never kept telling me to watch this. That's so true. I did. Because yeah. the Oscars are going to probably care about them. I think so. Yeah. So what do you think? This is uh, best picture material? Um, I think it's best picture nomination material. You don't, I don't think it'll think, win I don't best? I think it'll win. I think it's, I think it's a shoe in though. But do you think that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen will win? No. No? Oh, God. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't, but oh, he might. That great. I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. There was the best acting. Well, it's from the Black Panther guy. Like, yeah, like, he, was he was amazing. Awesome. Like, he was fantastic. And, like, I, it's funny because every review mentions how good he is. And it's just like, yeah, he's a great actor. But I think that's the thing. Is it really shows how good of an actor he is because he's in it for so little. He yeah. has such an impact. I mean, it makes me want to watch Aquaman because he's in that, too. Is he so, an Aquaman? He's an Aquaman. He's in that new fucking uh, 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 Candyman movie. And oh, yeah. God, it's never coming out. Yeah, don't tell me. It'll come out. Yeah, you're don't right. Worry, it'll come out. Yeah, he's a good actor. I yeah. like him. I like. I liked him. I thought. Eddie Redmayne did okay, but also it's like an unlikable character. Yeah, there's like moments where he does good. Like I feel like everyone's got this like almost like a theater where everyone's got like their little moment that where they can like do it, and it's definitely in the it last. It does act. feel like a theater piece. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely feels like this could be performed on stage because there's only like really two spots in flashbacks. But right? you, and always... you don't have to. You don't have to like shoot the flashbacks in real life. Yeah, or, like in a theater. Right. You, know, you could just you could just have them get up off the stand and then walk over to the other half of the yeah right. And then you just play archival footage from and the day. And then you have a shot where they're like not in the th- uh, not in the court, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's kind of the whole movie. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. It's all mm-hmm. written out. But they're like, no, we're gonna shoot this. It's gonna feel real. But what do you think about the movie? What do you fall <sighs> it's on? It? Safe. It's very safe. It's very t- toothless and safe. And uh, I wish that uh, a writer who could have actually brought some kind of like uh, you know like I- I'm just reminded of like Black Klansman from you know was Mm -hmm. the last year the year before and it was just like it made me so angry and excited i don't yeah that's true i think that had more teeth i think this one is a little had a little more teeth than i thought it would yeah being honest like i thought it was going to be way safer but it's kind of hard to be safe around like that sort of politics right? right but i guess in the end i felt like he was going for a big chomp i think he's trying yeah. yeah, and ended up kind of just being like a little, like a little dog at a corner where they like go and they want to bite, but then I, they don't. I understand. I understand the difficulty because it's like he wants to represent a time in history when revolution was around and people felt like they could really physically change mm-hmm. the world around them. And now we're living in a time when it clearly didn't succeed, and change still needs to be done and needs to be done now. And so I understand Aaron Sorkin going like, "Well, let's represent this time." And try to get people all fired up again, and maybe it'll make people feel better. But I almost wonder if this will be the opposite effect and be like, man, things were really crazy back then. And things, I guess, are pretty crazy right now. But I watched this movie, and I feel like I did enough, you know? Maybe, but I don't... The weird thing is, is he ended it on such, like, a happy note. Oh, yeah. And I don't really know kind of what the message he was trying to get across with that is. To me, it almost reads like... Job well done. Yeah. In the end, justice prevails because yeah. the system works. And it did. Because it, well, it did because the appeals got through and they were all let off. And they yeah. were fine. 
So in the end, it works, even if it's a huge waste of time sometimes, which I felt like undercut a lot of the wrestling he was seemed to be doing yeah. on screen there yeah with his own like ideals and stuff but then it just kind of undercut and be like no this is this is it now the system's good it's just there's bad people out there we need to get them out of there bobby is still alive to this day wow good for him thank god good for him and he you was know, cool they, they could have just thrown that in at the end they could just said there you go he was one of the chicago eight charged in the u.s federal government conspiracy wait during... chicago wait isn't the movie called chicago seven yes yes it is <laughs> <laughs> so we should have known from the get-go yeah yep 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 uh interesting i didn't uh, even really realize that yep hmm. uh seal's case was severed from the other defendants turning yep. the chicago eight into the chicago seven after the case was severed the government declined to retry him on conspiracy charges though he was never convicted in the case seal was sentenced by the judge to four years of criminal contempt of court the contempt sentences were reversed on the appeal like you said yeah uh, so yeah yeah, he had too flimsy of a case to do anything. Yeah, like, it, was, it was just like a total setup. And it's just like, this is dumb. Why are you lumping him in here? This yeah, there. I I don't know. I think that's a massive missed opportunity is to not center the, not the case, but the movie around him. Because again, he's also like a spectator, really. And I guess, but like, it seemed like it, it like like what you just read, I kind of like this movie, his story kind of ended there, really. That's true, too. Like it just yeah. ended at that part where he just got cut from the case. And yeah. he's just like, all right, he's fine now. Like yeah. he... Got acquitted and never got charged again. So I guess yeah. the story kind of ended quickly. So I guess. I don't know. And also, but, like, it fit. Like, he's def- for sure, he's the more interesting part. Well, and because also that's an easy way of getting to learn these people. You know, he sort of, like, doesn't know these people. And then it's also great because then he sees the sh- bullshit everyone else again away with. And if we see it from his point of view, it's like, what the fuck? How am yeah, I? It's true. You know, I don't know. I think that could be a very, that, you know, you could, you could, you could milk some drama out of that, some natural drama. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way. I thought the movie was fine. It was just toothless. And there's uh, moments that are nice. I think it's. I, think I hope. Sh- I hope it wakes some people up, but I'm worried that it'll put people to sleep. I know. There is. I, I definitely was kind of bored at the beginning of my half, but yeah. then it got pretty interesting. Yeah, even I just I didn't got quite angry. understand what was happening. The whole time the... I was just like, I don't want this. I don't. I want to fix this. I want to do something about this. Yeah, get your. And I hope other people agree because they get fired up about it. It's fucking aggravating watching this kind of bullshit, knowing that people like this judge really exist in real life and yeah. want to make people's lives worse and don't give a fuck. Yeah, if you want to get real mad, listen to season three of Serial. Yeah, it's just all. It's just one whole thing about a court. Oh, just the court system. It's God. aggravating. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great podcast. Or Into the Dark is another really good podcast. About, oh yeah, yeah. That's a really. I think the newest one is is same. It's just like, oh wow, judges and lawyers just fucking suck sometimes, and they you know don't give a fuck about the human life that they're throwing into prison. It sucks so much because it's it's. It's a job, and I know in my job, I'm like sometimes I'm like I don't care. Right that's now, the but shitty it's a thing, much right? different. It's much different stakes. Like, yeah, if you sleep on your job, it's like, uh, whatever, not a big deal. Yeah, life no one's gonna, stake. no one's life's at stake. I'm yeah, like, oh, we won't sell stuff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> our sales be down a little bit. Right, exactly. No one's gonna suffer from it. But yeah, it's just like I can't imagine. I can't imagine having a job like that. But I'd imagine if I did, I hopefully wouldn't be as like fucking like awful as these fucking people are. Yeah, but we can true. only imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, I thought it was toothless and yeah. boring, and it'll probably win Best Picture. It was toothless, boring, yet got you upset. So it evoked some motion. It emotion did. In you. But it's it's the toothlessness that that upset me the most, I guess. Hmm. And the events that took place that actually probably did, you know. Yeah. Um, it's true. The toothlessness of the fact that it was just like there's no like I said with like Black Klansman felt like a fucking like punch in the face. It was like fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck everybody. This fucking sucks. And you should be fucking angry about it. And we got to do something about it now. Whereas this one is like, man, this really sucks, doesn't it? 
Go, go away. <laughs> it does suck. Well, I think it's, it's definitely much different movies. I thought you could make like a Black Klansman out of this trial. Like it's tough that, to do that sort of thing. Nah, I mean it's you like, should because this but is. But that's the thing though is it's it, the the aggravatingness of it was how long it took for these people to get any sort of justice and how much of a waste of taxpayer money yes. and time but and publicity. The, the, the thing that I think, because remember how Black Klansman ends, is it ends with what you think is a happy ending, and then it's a reveal of like, wait, the country didn't get any better, yes. and people didn't learn anything. Yes. And this movie ends with everyone applauding at the names of the dying. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree <laughs> that. <laughs> but I guess it should but, end with them going, "Fuck you, you're going to jail." But the other thing is, is I think what's also trying to wrestle with is that like it shows that radical politics such as Sasha Baron Cohen's yeah. character do not have to be opposed to buttoned up right politics, progressive politics. Right, 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 right. right. And sometimes. To be, and this is his own, like, obviously it's not as fiery as Black Klansman. Sometimes the progressive politics need to get a little wild, you know? They need to do a little bit of, like, actual hashtag resist. All I'm asking for is pull the fucking rug out from under us afterwards. Yeah, no. You can can have that moment and then rip it away from us. That's all I I need. I think, yeah, I think, but. Sarkin loves a feel good. You're right. He does. Loves a feel good. He, he loves he loves the 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 the, the people the winning hope. in the end. And I get it. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to be educated and get a little feel. Yeah. Um so I didn't hate that as much, but I just felt like in the end it just didn't really mesh with the rest of the yeah. message or didn't come across super clear. Yeah. But whatever. It was okay. It doesn't I, matter. I didn't it's hate on it. Netflix. Fucking go watch and fall asleep. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, hey man, it's at least important history. It is important it's history. Important history. It honestly makes me want to look more into the. It, it did. It, it it's the same thing as like when we watched. Remember how great Mrs. America was? Yeah. And it just made me like want to read more about like that time period and more mm, about like the actual the events. Actual people around it, and, like um, what they dramatized. But what? Like whereas that. that one was like they're going through all these years, and I want to learn more about each year. This was like I actually want to learn what really happened. You know? Yeah. Without the actual, all the sappy and who all the people were, because I'm sure they had to like fit more. You know, people aren't. It's nine months of a of a of it's a nine months co- court case. People yeah. also also can't be fit into these like boxes of like this is the hippie guy. This yeah. is the straight. This is a guy. funny hippie guy. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's true. You're I don't right. know if he actually had a revelation at the end where he's like, oh, "I'm going to be progressive now." He might have been progressive the whole time. Or like, yeah. who knows? Who knows? It's weird. It's a complicated movie, but in the end, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's, it's it, just you fine. know what? If this one best picture wouldn't be as, it wouldn't it be w- as awful as uh, Green Book. Exactly. But what is? Is there even a movie out this year that's getting Oscar buzz that is anywhere near the absolute disgusting we energy? Won't, we won't know until next week, bud. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, well, week. guys, what movie do you think is going to win or be nominated for Best Picture? Email us at emailtheallerofpodcast.com. Let us know. By the time this podcast comes out, the, the nomination's already be out. Well, then as, guess what will win. Yeah, do yeah. that. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you, you want to listen to our previous Oscar episodes, you can find them all on any podcatching app. And while you're there, please leave a five-star rating and review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says, even if it is the uh, people who died during the war. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that don't do that that's make a filibuster make them all joke names make them all like oh, silly no. funny names even worse no what? they're not real people <laughs> I, I guess that's true but somehow it's like what if it lol Vietnam people but but turn 99 <laughs> but turn, no okay how about all the people that died during your last uh, uh, Call of Duty uh, yeah, there you go there read you us go. a Call of Duty memorial yeah, yeah. <laughs> press X to, to abort oh no <laughs> 
Uh, good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>